BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met Acme. The episode today is something I feel like a lot of you have been waiting for. We have Sherry, who's one of the co-authors of The Rules. I feel like we've talked about The Rules a lot on this podcast. There was even an early episode with Brooke DeVard where she talked about how she followed The Rules to actually get her husband, who she's now married to, and having a baby with. Congrats to Brooke. Um, But yeah, The Rules, I mean, if you haven't heard of it, it's like, you know... I don't want to say too much because I definitely want you to keep listening, but they call it time-tested secrets for capturing the heart of Mr. Right. So it's essentially like a no-fail, you know, guideline to things that women have to do in order to get the guy. And a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of controversy, a lot of pushback to the rules like, oh, these are so outdated. You know, women are different now. Women shouldn't have to do this, this stuff. And a woman can go after a man, et cetera, et cetera. But Sherry is very adamant that that is not the case. And I'm not going to lie. I think I agree with her on most of what she says in here, um, if not really all. So if you have backlash, if you have criticism, slide into my DMs after this. I want to hear it. I want to debate with you because I am really curious, you know, what you think. And uh, before I get into that, I'm going to answer a few of your questions. Um, Someone asked, thoughts on large age gap in relationships, seven to 10 years. Funny that you should ask because we have a great episode coming out where we discuss this um, with someone who's dating someone almost double her age and you know, I, I think age is just a number. I think as long as you connect with someone on a real level and you, you know, your energies match and your spirits match, that's really all that matters. Um, I don't think anyone should be judgmental of that. If you connect, it is all Gucci. Um, also I just wanted to say happy father's day to anyone that's a dad or anyone that wants to be a dad or anyone that just loves dads. Like happy Father's Day. Hope you're having a great time with your family or without your family. Um, Just hope you're having a good Sunday if it's on Sunday that you are listening. I also want to say that I realized I forgot to mention this. Apparently, and you can Google it, Meghan Markle used the rules to get Harry. So I don't know if that's true, but if you Google it, there is some information about that. So check it out and look it up. Okay, moving on to the next topic you want me to talk about, which is should the girl say I love you first? You know, again, like I'm a little old fashioned. I'm not necessarily a rules girl, but no, I don't think the the girl should say I love you first. I don't think the girl should ask the guy to be her boyfriend. And I don't think the girl should ask the guy to marry her because I 
don't, wouldn't want that for myself. Um, that isn't to say that you're, you know, that you're with someone who's maybe introverted and needs someone to bring them out of their shell. I have tons of friends who have said, I love you first to their boyfriends and, um, you know, or girlfriends. And it's been great. Um, it worked out in their favor. My opinion on OnlyFans slash comparison to guys watching porn. Listen, I think if you have an OnlyFans account, like you're kind of gross, but like it's not technically cheating, right? It's the same thing as watching porn, I guess, except that you might know the people on there. So it is it is kind of like blurring the lines. I think if you have a partner and you have an OnlyFans account that you're posting pictures of yourself, that could definitely... Um, be considered cheating. I don't know. It's, it's, it, there's a fine line, um, with all of that stuff, but it's not like if my partner had an OnlyFans account, I'd be like, why do you need that? Like we're, you know, pretty active. It's like weird. Okay. Someone asked me fuckboy behavior and how to spot. Great question. Um, you know, I would say like, you know, if they don't, do what they say they're going to do. If they don't show up for you, if they don't ask you out on proper dates, if they're texting you late night, you know, if, if they're not respecting you to your face, like little things like that, I feel like it's clear, clear fuckboy behavior. So I would just look out for that. And also like, you kind of know if someone's taking you seriously or not. And if they're not, then their behavior is very, um, sus and like pretty fuck boy. How to ask your man to be more vocal during sex. Ooh, I think men generally respond well to things when they are like kind of a compliment instead of like a nag. So I would say like, babe, I love when you tell me I'm sexy during sex or like it makes me so horny or so happy when you say, um, oh my God, you feel so good. And like, I would love to hear you say more stuff like that because it turns me on so much. I feel like that's a good way of putting it. Someone said you manifested for 10 years and it didn't work. Like you manifested someone for 10 years and it didn't work out. You know, manifestation is great, but I feel like you can't just like manifest someone and expect them to come into your life. Like you have to do the work on yourself um, and you can't manifest a specific person. Like you can manifest an energy into your life and maybe you're not opening your eyes to see like, you know, what is coming. Maybe it's not the person. Maybe it's a thing. Maybe it's a place. Maybe it's an event. Uh, but I, I don't think you can manifest one specific person. I feel like that's a lot of pressure to put on the world of manifestation. Oh my God. I can't tell you how happy I am to be in this city in this moment because I left my function of beauty shampoo and conditioner here and my hair has been suffering. I don't know how you guys feel about shampoo and conditioner, but I'm very particular about it. And I needed mine to be something customizable because I have thin hair and it gets oily pretty quickly. And I only like to wash it like once or twice a week. And so for me, I am just obsessed with function and beauty. Also, did I mention that I get to choose the scent? Also very particular about scents, smells, you know. So I swear by function of beauty for my hair. And if you're wondering what it is, or I'm not explaining it well enough, Function of Beauty is hair care 
that is formulated specifically for you. So it doesn't matter what your hair type is. They create your shampoo and conditioner and like treatments and all that stuff to fit your unique needs. They've got 54 trillion possible ingredient combinations to make sure your formula is unique for you. So you just take a little quiz on their website. You know, you go to functionofbeauty.com slash Acme and you take the quiz and Literally, they deliver your formula to you in a cute customized bottle. Mine is green because it's my favorite color um, with your, you know, your favorite color, your fragrance, and they print your name on it too. So mine says Function of Linny, which is really cute. So I don't know what you're waiting for. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash Acme. You take your four-part hair profile quiz, takes two seconds, and then you save 20% on your first order. So Function of Beauty dot com slash Acme. You'll get 20% off and let them know that you heard about it from our show because they're supportive of We Men at Acme and so are you. So functionofbeauty.com slash Acme, 20% off your first order. I'm very excited to hear what you think, what color you choose and what scent you choose. Hey everybody, Gabby Reese here. Please join me for my show where we're going to be talking about all things self-care. And I don't mean just eating and exercise. I'm talking stress, marriage, relationships, parenting, business, transitions. How do we figure out a way to be our best selves each and every day? So whether you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen, please join me. If you'd like, rate, subscribe, and leave us a review. If you want to see some of the behind the scenes action, just follow me at Gabby Reese. And remember, don't miss new episodes every Monday. How do you know when you're over someone? I feel like you know, like you wouldn't have to ask that question. So I would go ahead and say you're not over that person. How did you and your significant other meet? So we actually knew each other. We always knew who each other were. You know, when like you have like an acquaintance, um, my one of my best friends from college went to high school with him and um, they were they were friends in high school and then they kind of kept in touch. And, um, you know, I'd always known of him through her, but he was like, you know, her friend. And I think they had actually like hooked up once. I don't know if she's, or he's going to kill me for saying that. And so I never thought of him like, you know, someone that I would date, not because of any particular reason, other than that my friend had hooked up with him and she was like, and he was like her friend. But then my friend got married and years and years passed. And I ran into him um, when I was in kind of the process of, um, you know, I was I was still in my relationship, but we were like, we weren't happy. And, and we were we had talked about ending things and we're kind of trying to give it another shot. And, and I, I ran into him and I, I it was kind of like a sign that, you know, there's actually great people out there. And I don't necessarily have to stay in something that doesn't make me happy or that isn't, you know, working. And that I think we were both like kind of putting pressure on to force, um, at that point. And so after that, I, my relationship, you know, we, we still tried to make it work, but it didn't work. And so we broke up and then I reached out to my now boyfriend and I told him I was single. Um, and that, I wanted to go out, but I actually, and I talk about it in this episode, like I had heard him saying to his friend, like, oh, like, look, that's Lindsay. Like she's hot or like something like that, you know? And so I knew that he was interested in me before I kind, I I wouldn't say pursued him, but before I told him that I wanted to go out on a date with him. Please talk about 
racism and dating. We actually have an episode coming out about this. Um, so I don't want to talk too much, but, um, you know, if you have a type, if you say you don't date black people, you don't date Asian people, that is a microaggression and a form of racism. So just be mindful of that when talking about dating and just thinking about dating in general. I think my, my recorder is going to die in two seconds. So I will answer this last one and then hand it over to the episode, but best and worst experiences of meeting significant others family. Well, now I love my significant others family. They're like so sweet and so easy to be around and just such wonderful people. Um, so I would say that's like the best experience is that they're great and that you can relate to them and that you don't feel like you're forcing any awkward conversations. And then worse, like I had, you know, I've had tons of bad experiences with exes families and just like not getting along. I remember one ex, his mom was like so rude to me. And she, and I remember I tried, I asked like if there was a recycling and she like yelled at me and brought me to like this weird room and was like, this is where we recycle. And like, you always must recycle. And it's like, everything I did was wrong. Like I washed the dishes the wrong way to her. And like, I didn't, I wasn't putting them in correctly. And I think she just hated the idea of like her son liking anyone and she was also just like a bitch. Um, I remember it was like, it was just a horrible environment. Like they were like the kind of family that like didn't put music on ever and like were just really weird and took themselves too seriously. So I think, you know, that could happen. I, I also dated someone whose mom was really intense and like emotional um, and emotional people are great, you know, but it was like, it was like over the top emotions, like everything without like was meant to, you know, be normal in a conversation, they would get like overwhelmed and like make it into a dramatic thing. And so, um, you know, I've also had parents, dads who were like creepy and like hugged me for too long in like the weirdest places. So I think there are definitely situations where it can go wrong. Um, but right now I feel really lucky that my boyfriend's family is awesome. Anyway, I'm going to turn it over to Sherry because she's got some interesting things to say and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with Sherry Schneider, the co-author with Ellen Fine of The Rules. Hey, Sherry. Hey, Lindsay. How's it going? I'm so grateful to have gotten you here. I feel like we've talked about the rules time and time again on this show. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. So would love to hear a little bit of background on you before we get into it. Um, how old are you, Sherry, and where are you from? I'm 61. I, my birthday was on Saturday, so I'm a Gemini. Ah, I love that. Mm -hmm. How'd you know that I was so obsessed with astrology? <laughs> I listened to a few podcasts. I love it. And what's Ellen's sign? Ellen is Libra, like you. Oh my God, two air signs. We're, we're best friends and co-authors. I love that. That makes me believe in the rules even more. Yes. Um, but would also love to know, what is your current relationship status? I've been married 26 years to Mr. Wright. Love it. And can you tell me, did you use your own rules to, to get your Mr. Wright? Yes. Ellen and I were writing the book when I met my husband and I did all the rules on him and he proposed after nine months. So they definitely I work. I love that. I love that. And what, what is your husband's sign? He is cancer with Leo moon. Oh, I'm love Gemini. that. I'm dating. A, I, and your Gemini moon, what? A Pisces moon. Your Gemini sun, Pisces moon. Yes. I just have to say that the rules is more important than astrology when it comes to relationships. 
Interesting. That's a very bold statement that I would love to unpack. Sure. It's just that women sometimes go to astrologists and the astrologists will say, oh my God, you have great signs together. He's your soulmate. Reach out to him. And Mm. we're like, no. You know what I mean? Like we have to cut them off and say the rules is more important because him reaching out to you first is more important than the right signs. I don't disagree with you on that, actually. Um, I mean, I do think that the right signs help, um, but they can only do so much. You kind of have to, you know, you have to know what to do and how to play things. Would you say that the rules and I want I want to go over like, you know, what the the rules kind of generally are. But would you say that the rules imply that you have to be a game player when it comes to love and relationships? Not at all. That's a big misconception. And I'm glad you're asking because the rules is really about being your higher self. It's about not making anything happen, you know, not forcing anything. So when a woman approaches a man or says, you know, I like your tie or you seem, you look familiar. Did I go to college with you or whatever? They're making something happen. And of course the guy's going to be like, sure, you know, and go out with you and sleep with you. But down the line, he'll see the girl that he really likes and dump you. And we see that over and over Mm. again. So it's really about trusting that that you can only pick from the pool of men that want you in the first place. So I can't just go out in the universe and say, oh, I want Brad Pitt. Oh, I want Michael Douglas. It has to be from the 10 men or five men that want me. And I could pick one of those, if you know what I mean. Interesting. So you would say that you can't kind of like initiate with a guy in the beginning, but instead you have to just wait for them to find you? Exactly. It's like biology. You know, men love a challenge. They need to make the first move. Uh, When the women make the first move, it just goes haywire. It just goes bad somewhere down the line. Maybe not in the beginning, but down the line, it falls apart. Interesting. Okay. So let me tell you a little story about my situation because I'm curious to your thoughts and I'm always open to a debate. So I was in a relationship and I ran into my now partner. Um, And I was in a relationship that I knew was kind of over for a while. And I had overheard um, or a friend who I was with when I ran into my now partner, who I kind of knew from a while ago, he went to high school with one of my best friends from college. My friend overheard him say something like, about me that was very positive that was like oh my god you know she's so hot or something like that right then like fast forward to my then boyfriend and I broke up and I knew that he was interested this other guy but I also knew that he had no idea I was single so I reached out to him to say um you know I'm single by the way uh like essentially. And then he like pursued me after that more or less. What would you say about a situation like that when, you know, he kind of did choose me, but I wasn't like available to be chosen. And then I kind of told him later when I was. Well, if he thought you were hot and then you told him you were single, that that's perfect. I mean, that's totally fine because he liked you to begin with and you just had to tell him that you were available. So Mm -hmm. if he had found out you were available, he probably would have made the first move, right? Right. Yeah. So you're right. I'm not sure how you guys feel about using 
Photoshop, but I am trash at that shit. I'm just not good at it. Like no matter what I do and I, you know, on the side, I do social media management and it's so important for me to actually create like really interesting content that I can post for my clients. And, you know, even just on my personal Instagram, like there's nothing cooler than making a really interesting like story and having it look good and like eye catching, which you know how important it is for Instagram. And so for me, I've been obsessed, just truly become obsessed with Issue. I don't know if you've heard of it before. It's spelled I-S-S-U-U, but it's pronounced Issue. And it's the perfect tool for creators, marketers, designers, educators, publishers, like literally anyone who just wants to make cool content. All you do is upload your PDFs and files and Issue actually transforms them using your vision and these really cool customizable templates to create the content you want. You can also go on Issue and once you have an account, you can read like books, like complete books and magazines are up on there. So it's it's really cool. A lot of people are already using it. A lot of big companies are already using Issue to, you know, make their content look even better. Um, And you can discover new content as well. So I went on there when I first got it and I searched dating and there was like all these really interesting articles about dating that I couldn't find anywhere else. And, you know, I really want you guys to check it out and it's free to get started with Issue. So all you have to do is go to issue.com. That's I-S-S-U-U dot info slash Acme. And you can sign up for your free account. So I-S-S-U-U dot info slash Acme to sign up. Let them know that you heard about it from our show. Remember, that's dot info, not dot com. So say it with me one more time. I-S-S-U-U dot info slash Acme. And you will get your free account today and your content will be banging. And um, tag me so I can see it after you're done and you've posted it because I'm pretty invested. Um, And back to the episode. So what exactly is like a general overview of the rules? I mean, I read it so long ago. It was published in, I think, 1995. And my mom like dropped it in my room or something. And she was like, you need to read this. And I was literally five. But I remember it was like, you know, a few things that I held on to were always end the conversation first, which I love. And I think it was like, there was something about like, just like being busy and not like, you know, putting like not changing your plans or canceling your plans for a guy. But what would you say are the rules generally? Well, the rules are a way of behaving with men that works. Like we believe some things work and some things don't work. Like some people say anything goes, but that's not true. Some things work like diet and exercise and some things don't work, you know, like eating and sitting on a couch. So it's the same with dating. Like what happened was, this is around, I mean, definitely before you were born, in the seventies, women were being empowered. They were having you know, careers and they were not like sitting home ironing and vacuuming and cooking. They were having careers. And somehow, even though that was great, somehow it spilled over into dating where women were being told by their parents, by their teachers, you can do anything. You can fly to the moon. You can be an astronaut. You know, you can ask a man out. You can pay. You can travel to him. You can propose. And women were, you know, bought it. Like who wouldn't? Because it gave them sort of 
carte blanche to kind of go after those cute guys that didn't want them, let's say. And it was a disaster. Women were getting dumped. They were getting hurt. They weren't getting married. And we noticed this. Ellen and I, we lived in the city. She was married. I was single. And we noticed that all the friends that we had that chased guys or spent too much time with them were getting hurt. And the girls that were hard to get got the guys. And Ellen actually did the rules on her husband. And that's how she got him. And she taught me the rules because I thought, you know, I went to college. This is like too dumb for me. But in my own experience, whenever I approached a guy or was too available to a guy that showed interest, it didn't work out. So I started to use mm-hmm. the rules. And then so many women asked us for help that we just decided to write it down and make it a book. Is Ellen still married as well? Yes, she's married. Um, this is her second marriage, but mm-hmm. her first marriage was 100% the rules and they just grew apart, which can happen. But now she's remarried and um, she did the rules on the second husband. I love that. No, go go ahead. I think you were getting more into detail. Well, of, just, of you this. know, it's, it's interesting because I heard you interview Brooke DeVard and I just thought it was a fantastic podcast and we love Brooke and, and I just thank her for being such an advocate of the rules because she's our typical client, successful, smart, Stanford, go-getter. And she couldn't go after her husband. You know, he had to pursue mm-hmm. her. And, and she talked about how she disappeared in between dates and how she didn't text too much. And, you know, that's intriguing. That's mystery, which men love. So basically that's what the rules is about. It's about not making the first move because when you make the first move, the guy knows you like him. And when he knows you like him, he doesn't try that hard. It's kind of boring. So he has to be the initiator also because he has a type and a look. And if you're not his type Mm. or look, you can stand on your head. You can bake him banana bread. He's still not going to marry you. So it's very important that men pick and choose their type. And then once they pick you, you don't want to be overly available. You don't want to see them 24 seven. You don't want to move in. You don't want to call them all the time. Like it gets really boring for them. So you want there to be a chase. So that's why Mm -hmm. we say once a week, don't call him, rarely return his calls. Like you're slightly busier than him all the time. Let's say even if he's the president of the United States and you're unemployed, you're still a drop busier than he is. Yeah, I love that. And like make it a reality too, I think. Don't like fake oh, it. Oh, Just like actually get busy. Yeah, get busy. But let's say you are unemployed and let's say nothing's going on. You still have to like pretend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fake it till you make it, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Would you say there's a time in a relationship where you can drop the rules and start being a little bit more vulnerable with your partner or... Is that not until like after marriage even? No, I mean, it, it's hardcore rules, like in the first few months, especially, you know, and then you increase it to twice a week, you know, after a couple of months. Then after he says, I love you and exclusive, you can open up a little bit. But the problem is women being emotion, more emotional, they tend to go from zero to a hundred. So I find mm. it's best to be strict for like a whole, you know, year until he proposes, let's say. Interesting. Yeah. Because it's working, like, why change it? Like, when I give a woman a little bit of leeway, suddenly she's moved in. Like, she's seeing him seven days a week. He's asking for space. He's going backwards. She's going forwards. It, it's it's just easier to just keep it, keep it going. Mm-hmm. And then when he proposes, you could say, you know, I had a nose job when I was 15 and I'm right. divorced. And, you know, like, tell him a few things. 
But by that time, he's that's like, so interesting yeah. about about the nose job because I actually had a guy friend tell me that he that a girl that he was dating told him that she had a nose job and he he couldn't look at her the same, which is so crazy to me. And I thought it was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, if he loves you, he loves everything. That's what we, we have found. I mean, Paul McCartney mm-hmm. married a woman with one leg. We just find that when you do the rules on a guy that initially showed interest, he will, you know, understand the breast cancer. He'll understand problems you have. He'll love your crazy parents. It, it, he'll just be in love. Whatever you are, he loves. If you do the rules. Would you say that like the rules would apply only to when you date someone older or is it like if you date someone younger too, even if like you're kind of in more control? Do you know what I mean? You can do the rules on anyone and every country Mm -hmm. like women would originally say to us when we wrote the book, oh, I'm in France. In France, you have to have five hour first dates. You know, we have cafes and you have to drink latte or whatever they have in France. And we're like, no, you cut the date off after an hour in France, in Australia, in Spain. It's all this, men are the same everywhere. You've definitely heard me talk about my morning routine. I've done Insta stories about it. I've told you about the roller I use, but I don't feel like I talk about enough how important it is for me to stay hydrated. And I'm always drinking water. And, you know, recently I just felt like I was drinking all this water, but I was like getting headaches and I was low energy in the middle of the day. And if you didn't know this, 75% of us are walking around chronically dehydrated. And that's why we're getting headaches. And that's why we have energy slumps and bad focus and stuff like that. And it doesn't have to be that way. For me, I don't drink coffee. So I really needed something that was hydrating for me. And I'm so grateful I found Hydrant. Um, I have the packets right here. You can hear them. I've got the green lime rapid hydration mix and the grapefruit. And I love it because again, I don't drink coffee. So I want to feel energized in the morning. So I personally, I love the grapefruit. So I just open my hydrant and I pour it into my water and I drink it. And it's got the best blend of electrolytes that helps my body stay like, first of all, hydrate quickly, but also stay hydrated all day. So if you don't believe me, the formula was developed by an Oxford scientist and so it, there's 100% efficient hydration here. No synthetic colors, no artificial sweeteners. It's even vegan. And, you know, it's just a dollar a packet for a 30-day supply. And you can save even more with my exclusive discount code, which is 25% off your first order. So all you have to do is go to drinkhydrant.com slash Acme or enter promo code Acme, A-C-M-E, at checkout. So that's drinkhydrant.com slash Acme and enter promo code Acme for 25% off your first order. Again, drinkhydrant.com slash Acme and enter promo code Acme and DM me if you have any questions. What do you say about the situations in which, you know, women have come on the show and have said to me like, oh, well, you know, some guys need a little bit of a nudge. Like, you know, he didn't want to move in together. So like I told him, I gave him an ultimatum, like kind of ultimatum type Women, what do you think of that when it comes to the rules and like if that should be done? Well, we don't really believe in nudges. We don't believe men are shy. Like if you 
are at a party and a guy is supposedly shy, he'll come to the potato chips that you're standing next to. Like he'll figure out a way to get to you. And then the, the problem with nudges is that, again, women go from zero to a hundred. So they'll compliment his tie and then they'll say, you look familiar. And uh, it, one thing leads to another. And they're saying, you know, I have two tickets to a show and my friend canceled. Do you want to come? So it's like, I just don't trust giving people that kind of leeway. As far as like, mm. if you're going to use an ultimatum, it's just to get married. Like after you're dating, let's say you're in your thirties and you're dating a year. If he's not talking about the future wedding, you can say, listen, I've enjoyed this year together, but I'm old fashioned and I don't believe in dating for more than a year without a ring and a wedding date. So the only time you use that nudge is to get a ring and a wedding date, not to move in. I, I wouldn't use it to move in because it's not in my best interest to move in with a guy that's not proposing. Interesting. And have you ever, like, what is, I mean, I know it's a book, right? So I don't know if you do active coaching, but is there a success rate? Like, or have you heard anyone, you know, what happens if someone follows the rules and it doesn't work out in their favor? Like, what do you say to them? Well, to answer your question, when we wrote the book, we thought we were going to write one book, but women like besieged us with mail they, and emails. They were like, but what if it's long distance? What if I'm gay? What if I'm divorced and dating? What if um, I want my ex back? And we had to write rules too, to answer all those special situations. And then they started mm -hmm. to get engaged and married. And they said, well, what's the rules now? Like, do I not call my husband? And we said, no, there are rules for marriage. Like you were hard to get. Now you're easy to be with. Marriage is completely different. You're going to be easy. You're going to work on your diplomacy on getting along. It's a whole different, you, you know, you're going to get along with his mother. You're not going to be like, you know, hard to get at any anymore. And then we wrote right. the online dating book. And then we wrote the most recent one is Not Your Mother's Rules, which is texting, Facebook, social media, because women were saying, okay, I'm not calling guys, but I'm friending them on Facebook. I'm following them on Instagram. We said, no, 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 you can't do any of that either. So we've been doing consultations for 25 years because women often find it difficult to apply the rules to their specific situation. So when you're mm -hmm. saying it doesn't work out, sometimes a woman will do the rules on a guy who approached her. And then down the road, it turns out he's a buyer beware. He's an alcoholic or he's a womanizer. You know, she didn't see it in the first few months. She did the rules and then it came out and it's good. She noticed it. We help her find the, the flaws and then she can break up with him. So, yeah. but 99% of the time when you do the rules, it's perfect. I mean, it, nothing really goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Would you say that there's any part of doing, you know, the rules to get someone that's being inauthentic because you're kind of like, you know, one can compare it to like a male pickup artist. It's like you're doing something that isn't technically authentically who you are because like, you know, how you date and like you can be really nice and you don't show your bad side in the first few months, but then like it comes out and they're like taken aback and like, what is this? you know, and like, and the, the man doesn't know you're doing a set of rules. So what if like it were reverse, right? For me and I was a guy and a woman did the rules to get me and then was like, by the way, I use the rules to get you. I'd be like kind of turned off. Like I would feel a little duped. Honestly, I'd be like, well, do I even like you? Or is it just like the fact that you pretended to be unattainable? Well, that's a good question. And we get it a lot. But the 
the truth is we're not lying. I don't say I went to Harvard. I don't say I live on the Upper East Side if I live in New Jersey. You know, it's like, there's no deceit. It's just that I'm going to be busy. And if you want me, you're going to have to book me Wednesday for Saturday. You know what I mean? It's like, what happens is when you don't do the rules and you accept last minute dates and you're completely transparent is like, is that you just have no self-esteem. You know what I mean? Just a, a nervous mm-hmm. wreck waiting to hear from them. Your, your dates are like seven hours and he's ending them. It's, it's not what you think. It's not we're being deceitful. It's just that we have to have boundaries and we have to have a light. So for example, like what Brooke was saying with you is that you're a bad friend when you don't do the rules. Because women I know that don't do the rules, they cancel on their girlfriends last minute to see a guy. They hook up. Mm-hmm. They're not available to their parents, their friends. It's like, we don't want to be that girl. We want to be the girl who is disciplined, who makes the guy part of her life, not her whole life. I want to have a, like when I was dating my husband and I kept my job, I kept my friends, my workout routine. I remember once we were dating and I was on the once a week plan because it was the first month. And he said, you know, can I see you Sunday morning? And I was like, no, sorry, I have plans. And he said, what are your plans? I said, I'm going to the gym. And he said, those are your plans? I said, yes. So I was not going to cancel a workout to be with him extra. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's like the most attractive quality in a person, especially women is self-control. Yeah. I agree. It's like, what would you, your higher self, it's not, there's no deception where the higher self, I think I haven't read all those books about guys that are doing all that, you know, manipulation, but they're sort of sinister. Like they're trying to hurt people. We're not trying to hurt a guy. We're just not available. If you're calling me Friday for Friday night, we're just busy and we're not mean about it. We just say, I'd like to, but I have plans. Yeah, truly, like anytime I give advice and I'm not an expert, I don't think anyone is. They just have useful information and they have their own stories. But being busy and having your own life is the best thing that you could do for dating. What advice would you have for our friends who, let's say, have been dating a while and don't have like a title or have been waiting years and years for a man to propose or like just never... Or, or just are not good at the rules? Well, assuming he initiated the relationship, I mean, we find it works like clockwork. The guy initiates, you're not too available. You never reach out to him. You only see him once a week. You end calls after 10 minutes. He brings up exclusivity. He says, I love you first. He introduces you to his parents and his friends. You don't have to make anything happen because it's kind of like a domino effect. When you're in a non-rules relationship, you're always like, begging them to spend time with you or suggesting meeting the parents or suggesting meeting the friends or suggesting doubling or saying, what are we? And we don't want to be like that. We don't want to be egging him along, you know? So it Mm -hmm. happens naturally when you do the rules. And if he doesn't propose after a year, depending on your age, like if you're 22, you can wait a few years. But if you're in your late twenties, early thirties, and you want to get married and have children, you just say, listen, I've enjoyed this year together, but I was wondering where this is going. And he'll, he might say, oh yeah, I see a future, you know, like 10 years from now. And you just say, well, what is your timetable? And if it's not like, you know, within the year, just say, oh, that's not good for me. And basically, you know, if he says, well, I need time to think, just say, take all the time you need, but I can't see you until you've made a decision. So one thing we do differently is that we don't have the woman see the guy while he's deciding. 
Because if you've been with me for a year and you slept with me for a year and we went to restaurants and met parents and you don't know how you feel about me, then I got to move on. But don't you think a year is not a lot of time? Like, I don't know if I personally would be comfortable marrying someone after a year. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like if my boyfriend proposed after a year, I would be thrilled. But I still would be like, well, I just would want to make sure we know each other well enough. You know, like I have a lot of people who've gotten engaged after a year and broke off their engagements because they didn't know the person like they, I guess, thought that they did. Right. Well, I mean, if you want to wait more than a year, that's fine. But in most cases, the woman wants to get married within a year, depending on her age. You know, if she's in her 30s and she wants to get married and have children. But if you want to wait longer, that's great. I mean, it's all about you being in control and you not being the needy one, the one getting the short end of the stick. Mm -hmm. What if you know that this person is very serious about you and like wants to be with you? Um, then is it, do you still have to know after a year, you know? Like, like, cause you have conversations where the person is like, you know, when we have kids or things like that. Well, I find that with our clients, a lot of the guys will say future kids marriage, but it will be very vague. And I don't like vagueness. So I would say, well, what exactly is your timetable? Because mm -hmm. we have clients where the guy has been saying marriage, future kids in a vague way for years. And they are too right. afraid to say, well, when is it? You know what I mean? And they keep seeing him. And I always tell them, if you want him to commit, you're going to have to say, I can't see you anymore until you know what date it is. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. they feel, you know, they're afraid. They don't want to be alone, et cetera. And it's just not a good situation. Like, I don't want to be with a guy who doesn't want me, which is the basic premise of the rules. Only love those who love you. You don't want the man that you have to chase, that you have to trick into dating you or, you know what I'm saying? You only want people who want you. And that's true for girlfriends, for everyone. You don't want to be around people that don't want you. So I don't want a guy who, who after a year has a problem deciding if he wants to marry me. I mean, after a year, you've seen me eat, you've seen me whatever, like uh, you, what, you, we've gone to movies together. It's like, I've told you everything. Like, what else do you need to know? Like, if a guy says, well, I don't know you that well after a year, just say, what, what do you need to know? I'll answer. I went to Harvard. I got a B in, you know, physics. Like, just right, fire, right. fire away. I'll tell you everything. I'm an open book. Mm -hmm. Not the first date. I'm not going to be an open book. Mm -hmm. If I remember correctly, you guys in the book had a very strong stance on sex and when to have it. Um, in the rules. Can you refresh my memory on that? Yeah, we say to wait, um, depending on your age, how long you wait. Definitely don't have it on the first date. When you have it on the first date, the guy doesn't respect you. I don't think you respect you. It's And it really just says that, you know, for us, sex is about love and it's not just a mechanical thing. Like we want to have sex with people we love. So we're really care about. So to have it too soon is just not a good idea on any level. And for women, especially because they get emotional once they have sex. And if the guy doesn't call the next day or ever call again, they're going to get hurt. 
So as much as women will say, oh, I'm like Samantha on Sex in the City. If a guy doesn't call after sex, I'm fine. They're not. Right. I mean, Samantha wasn't even really fine with that. Yeah, she wasn't fine. Which, you know, she was good at pretending. Another part of the rules is that the rules is like truth serum. Like once you read it, you can't unread it. Every girl knows. Mm. Like I have two older brothers and I watch them date. And girls, I have a, a brother, one of them looks like George Clooney a little bit. And girls would like throw themselves at him. The prom queen asked him to the prom. Uh, they became friends with me to get to him. And he never dated any of them. He only dated the girl he went after. So I knew in my heart when I found out about the rules from Ellen that this is the truth. And we could all tell ourselves, no, it shouldn't be this way. Girls can ask guys out, every, you know, whatever. But it's not the truth. The truth is men and women are not the same romantically. Men love a challenge. Men get bored easily. And like Brooke had said, you know, guys love to hunt deer. But if you drop a dead deer in front of their doorstep, they'd be like, what the heck is this? You know, it's, mm. it's not fun for them. So we take away the chase. Right. What would you say to a guy who's listening who says that's absolute bullshit? Like, I am not like that. I'm, I'm actually an introvert and I am shy. I like when girls come up to me or just like, you know, that's ridiculous. Like, I don't, I don't agree with that or, or just not getting it. A lot of guys will say, oh, I love it when girls come up to me and I don't believe in games, but the fact is they will fall for a rules girl every time. So what men say and what men do are two different things. Mm. And the truth is, you know, shy guys, Bill Gates went after Melinda, you know, like there's many examples of guys that are seemingly shy, but they, we had a client who worked at It's Just Lunch, the dating place. And a guy came in and he goes, um, she says, how can I help you? And he says, I don't want to meet anybody. I want you. And she said, we're not allowed to date clients. And he said, well, figure out some way or, you know, I have to, you know, I have to go out with you. And she said, absolutely not. And now he's her husband and he is really, really shy. I sat next to him at a wedding. He didn't like say five words. It's like, he's really shy. But when he saw the girl that he wanted, he like was going to jump over the table. So we don't even really believe the guys. I believe that. Would you, so my grandma, and I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, used to tell me the man has to love in a heterosexual relationship the man has to love the women just a tiny bit more. Definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. So would you say that's like for sure aligned with, with what you'll read in the, in the rules? Yes, because the rules kind of encourages that. Like, even though I was crazy about my husband when we were dating, I didn't show it as much and it made him show it more. So the fact is he, you know, shows more love than I do because of the rules. Like without mm-hmm. the rules, I may have said to him, listen, on the first date, listen, are we getting married? Like, I don't want to waste time. I'm 33. Like, you know what I mean? I would have been, I'm not saying I really would have said that. That's more like out of a sitcom, but I'm just saying a lot of girls, if they like a guy, want to like take him by the neck and just say, are you marrying me at the end of this? Like, I don't want to wait nine months. Like they would be very, very direct. And the rules prevents that. Yeah. If our listeners can take one thing away from this episode, what would you hope that it would be? Well, breaking rules causes a lot of heartache. So we just hope that even though you might think it's silly or outdated or whatever you think, the truth is that if you don't want to get hurt, if you don't want to get broken up 
with, you know, don't make the first move, be busy, be a challenge. Don't accept last minute dates, like do the rules and see if the results are not better than they are when you just do anything you feel like. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sherry. This was great. I've, it's very aligned with so many of my views and, um, you know, I'm interested to see how people take this. I think I, I've personally been called, I'm sure you have been called many more things, but I've been called like old fashioned and, um, like outdated and, you know, essentially wrong many, many times. Um, but it's nice to hear that you think that even in today's culture, you know, and for millennials, these rules still do apply. Definitely. I mean, especially now with millennials, like texting, Facebook, Instagram, there are more ways to break rules. So Mm -hmm. women have more temptations than ever. So it's even more important now to do it because, you know, you're always on your phone, you're glued to your phone. So it's so easy to say, oh, oh, you know, I saw this interesting article. I think I'll just shoot him a text about that. I'm not asking him that, but sending articles and, you know, photos and videos is saying, I like you. Right. And lastly, would you say, I used to have this theory that you should only respond if it's a question when you're texting with a guy. Do you think that that's correct? Or um, would you say that's a little too intense or harsh? Oh, I totally agree. Like only a question. Like I don't answer anything that doesn't require an answer. Right. Like the best response is no response. Yes. And when you are texting, always use less words than the guy. Mm. Mm, I like that. Right. Six or less. And especially if right now, like you're furloughed or you're out of a job and you're like, you know, meeting new people virtually, like this is something that you can focus on is, is the rules because who knows what will happen. Yeah. We wrote rules for the quarantine because so many women are bored and they were reaching Mm. out to exes and starting things with guys. And we're like, no, Mm. you know, do work at no way. Do, do stuff. You can be busy during quarantine. You you can't use that as an excuse to break rules. Agreed. So where can people find those quarantine rules and all of the other rules that you guys have written? We have a website, therulesbook.com. And we also have... And everything's there? Yes. And Instagram at the rules book. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sherry. I really, really appreciate you coming on the show. And I'm super excited for people to listen to this. Thank you so much, Lindsay. And thank your mom for giving you the book. We have so many. Oh, I will. She's she's downstairs. I'm about to go see her. So I'll give her a big, yeah, lots, a big hug. Lots of mothers gave their daughters the book because they really didn't know what to tell them. <laughs> right. Well, it definitely, I mean, I don't know if my mom 100% made did the rules to get my dad but they've been together for 36 years so she must have done something right yes thank you so much Lindsay. thank you sherry have a good one stay safe bye